Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everyone. Well, Mara, where to begin with all of the huge casting news coming out of Young and the Restless? So Michelle Stafford, who originated the role of Phyllis in 1994, played it until 1997, and then again from 2000 to 2013, is returning to the show, which means Gina Tonioni, who took over five years ago and also won an Emmy, is out. I would be hard-pressed to think of news more deserving of the term casting shocker in recent memory. Totally. Gina had a really hard task taking over a role that was so strongly identified with its previous portrayer. She did such a great job as Phyllis. Mm -hmm. She has a very strong fan base. And meanwhile, Michelle has really been woven into the fabric at General Hospital uh, as Nina, the role she's played since 2014. And I you know, I would go so far as to say that this one is a jaw dropper. <laughs> oh, for sure. And that's not the only Genoa City news making headlines. Um, Greg Rickhart, who just wrapped on air as Days as Leo, is also coming back to the soap as Kevin, a role he played for 14 years. So let's start with the fact that clearly the new regime of head writer Josh Griffith and executive producer Tony Marina are looking to populate the canvas with, you know, some familiar faces of yore, if you will. And I think the biggest criticism we've seen about the show in recent months, you know, even the past year, is that there are too many new characters who, in fans' opinion, were getting too much screen time. And, you know, reading through messages from the YNR fans about Gina and Michelle, you know, it was really a lot of, God, I was so upset when Michelle left, but now I really love Gina in the role, but Michelle is the real Phyllis, so I'm happy she's coming back. You know, which I imagine speaks to the very reason that switch was made. So speaking of one of those new faces, Jason Canella will be exiting the role of Arturo. And obviously the show chose to cut short what seemed potentially to be a longer story that it had in mind for Carrie. And Alice Hunter has wrapped up. Of course, we've also got Doug Davidson back in the mix as Paul. You know, it's funny, in our upcoming interview with Doug, uh, he told us he really hoped Greg Rickhart would be back. So I'm sure that was very welcome news to him when we broke it exclusively online. I'm sure you're right. Now, if, if a show can trend in one of two directions, one being toward familiar faces, the other being 
uh, toward new ones. Uh, I think we're all clear on which direction tends to please fans more. (laughs) So nothing against Jason or Alice and certainly nothing against Gina. Uh, And I really feel for her fans. And of course for her, uh, you know, who now has to fly from New Jersey to L.A. to wrap up filming. Yeah, it's sticky. Um, But I kind of can't fault what seems to be the driving philosophy behind all of the casting changes as a whole, which is, you know, maybe we got off course. Let's get back on. Oh, I agree. I mean, I feel like this is Peter Reckle and Robert Kelker Kelly all over again. I mean, I remember how huge that story was in 1995 when Peter came back as Bo on Days of Our Lives and reclaimed the role after Robert was let go. And, you know, Robert was a hugely successful recast. And I mean, I think it really helped that Bo and Billy were the pairing when it started as opposed to Bo and Hope. And so then once Christian Alfonso came back in 94, it did feel a little strange not to have Peter there. Um, But, you know, when he came back, it was like, right, yeah, this is the real Bo. And I imagine many YNR fans will feel the same way when Michelle comes back. But for as identified as she is with Phyllis, I did see a lot of people who were sad that she was leaving GH because they had really become invested in Nina's story. Yeah, Nina is very heavy in story on General Hospital in the coming months, so we're we're hearing that the show does plan to recast. Well, I did see a few posts of people wanting Gina to take over the role of Nina, so we will see how that all shakes out. You know, the show has also recast Adam with a new actor named Mark Grossman, so he's a little younger than the last Adam, so it's going to be interesting to see where they fit him in in the canvas. And The Last Adam, of course, was played by Justin Hartley, who is now the uber star of This Is Us. And today's guest is his lovely wife, Chriselle Hartley, who is currently appearing on Days as Jordan, but is also the star of the show we both most recently binge-watched on Netflix, Selling Sunset. For anyone who has not seen it, it is a cross between Million Dollar Listing and The Hills and is just delightful. So I am super excited to talk to her about this show. She is just really hitting all of our guilty pleasure sweet spots. (laughs) Totally. Well, let's get her on the phone and grill her about everything we need to know. Hi, Chriselle. Hi. Hi, it's Mara. Oh, my God. Hi. I didn't know I was talking to you. You're talking to me and to Steph. You got a double dose of digest Uh, ladies. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. You guys are my favorites. (laughs) I I guess I didn't know. You said yes, but I didn't know exactly who I'd be talking to you. This is such a nice surprise. Well, we like we have been talking about talking to you all week. You we have are, no idea. We are yes. so obsessed with Selling Sunset. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so we have both binged it. We have a lot of questions. Um, okay. So we are first going to start. First of all, how did you even wind up on it? So I actually, you know, I got my license when I was kind of in a in an off uh, season with, with um, the different shows that I've done. And I just kind of you know, we were investing and doing our own thing. And so that's kind of how I had the love for it. So I went and got my license. I was kind of doing real estate on the side. Um, We bought a home and then I helped a couple of my friends out. And then, you know, I I, um, end up getting called back in. I start working back at days and then I got a call through Lionsgate asking me if I'd be interested in doing a show about real estate. And I was kind of like, you know, so it just kind of all kind of fell in my lap. Um, It wasn't something that, I was pursuing or anything. And then they asked me if I'd be willing to, you know, join a new company. And then when I look the company up, I mean, they do like this amazing business. And I was kind of at this small company just doing it on the side. Um, and so it was, you know, it was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. That's amazing. For, fortuitous indeed. Um, so, all right, you film this thing, Netflix puts it out. I'm assuming you watched the whole thing. Did anything take you by surprise when you watched the episodes? 
Yeah, you know, there's always those things when you watch it, when you're like, you know, you didn't know what the other people said, like, straight to camera. And, you know, you weren't there when, if you're not in the scene, you know, I wasn't there when we were filming. So there's definitely some moments where I'm sure each one of us kind of cringe when you hear something said about you or if you say something that may have been a little misconstrued or taken out of context. You know, it's just kind of one of those cringy things where we're all kind of watching it, like, a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said they were very not nice about your outfit on day one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> See, that's one of the that's one of the examples. I was like, oh, okay, oh, we're, they're coming in hot. All right, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, Christine. Um, okay, so we have a lightning round, just so we can get to other topics, of course. Um, so, just we're gonna fire some questions at you. Okay. Um, did you know you were going to be the solo image of the you know show like logo? I didn't. No, you know, we took all those shots together. Um, and I never even, um, you know, if you really pay attention closely, that's not even my hand. So (laughs) that was just a regular photo. And then they, they, you know, I guess they, Netflix is in charge of doing all the marketing. So I guess they watched the show and and they decided how they wanted to market it. So it was a surprise to me and much to the chagrin of maybe, um, you know, a cast member or two. I I, I don't know if it was the most popular decision, but I had nothing to do with it. All right. So no need for question number two. Was anyone jealous? So we'll move on to how many dresses <laughs> did you buy for filming? Oh my gosh. Yeah. We were in charge of our own wardrobe. So some of which, you know, just kind of being in the world I live in anyway, I already did have some stuff, but the fast and fury, uh, the furious nature in which we film, I definitely needed an overhaul as well because we just <laughs> like flew through, you know, so many um, outfits as we filmed and, so, and a lot of what we used honestly never even made it so there's certain dresses where I've realized if they didn't make the cut I can use them again if we start filming totally. up. Uh, but yeah I, I just had to like hit up some of the places I knew were my go-to places and I and I bought a lot of things which is I was just trying to make sure I bought stuff that I actually like would wear a lot not not just frivolously buying things just for one look I was like okay I'm going to buy this for the show, but I know that I'll wear this a lot. So I kind of had to rationalize it like that. Yeah, totally. Um, now, how many glasses of Sauve Blanc, as you call it, did you drink over the course of filming? <laughs> Give us a ballpark. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, you know, I have to be honest with you. A lot of times it would be after filming where I was like, oh, my God, I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> but I did try unless it was just those, um, you know, those two specific uh, moments where we kind of went out with the cast um, that I that I let myself, you know, have a little bit. But you really do try to stay on your toes as much as possible because you see what happens the second you let your guard down and you're like, oh, we're just having fun. And we're having... Those two times that I actually did drink are the two times there was drama with me. <laughs> so um, I, know, I learned my lesson. Um, just stick to the water and have your drinks afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so how many sales did you make over the course of filming the show? Um, I actually had um, two that closed during the course of filming the show, and then I had one in the works. And unfortunately, um, it didn't. The timing didn't work out, so we didn't get to use that stuff that we shot because it didn't close in time. So just two. Okay, so this is like what sort of was fascinating to me right when you walked in. Did nobody watch soaps? Did no one recognize you, or did they just not include it? Yeah, you know, I don't think they're my my target demographic. So I think that they're, 
you know, um, very focused on, on what they do and everything. So I, I truly don't think any of them had ever seen an ounce of soap operas before. <laughs> was, was there not a This Is Us fan in that room? I mean, that's another thing. How could they not freak yeah, out? Yeah, there, there were. Yeah, once, once they found that out, um, there were a couple people that um, had seen the show. And then, of course, then other people started tuning in because of that. So, but I think initially, um, it was, it was definitely a cold room. Like, I don't think there was anything that kind of, um, you know, normally you kind of feel like people might feel like they know you from something and you feel like it's a, a warm reception. I didn't, I didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> no such luck here. So no. ultimately, which of your coworkers would you say you're closest to? Oh, um, let me think. I would probably say, well, I talk to Jason the most because he's the guy that anytime I have a question in the field, I ask him and he's so good with text and we, we are constantly talking back and forth on deals. So I would say he's the one that, um, I feel like closest to with business just because he's like my right arm and he's so helpful. But as far as like relationship goes, I would probably say, um, I love Maya so much, but she's a pregnant in Miami. So I haven't seen her in a little while. So, um, I would say it's probably a tie between Heather and Mary. I'll, you know what? I'll say, I'll say Mary because same thing with Heather. She was out of town for a while. So I think Mary's like just a girl's girl. She's like her and I are the most alike and we have the most in common. I was going to say, every time Heather smiled, she reminded me of Kate Mancy. There's something about Oh, her. I can see that. Yeah. They just, I would see her face. Yeah, I can totally see that. Um, okay. So I saw you post that Melissa Claire Egan uh, was at this birthday party that they threw. Did yes. she not want to be on camera? So, you know, they were, okay, so here's, it shows you what I know about reality TV going into season one. Nothing is the answer. Um, so when they told me they were throwing me a birthday party, I thought it was like a legitimate party. It could, they were like, yeah, invite your friends, you know? So I thought it was the kind of thing where we're having a party. I might have to sneak off and do these little vignettes with cast members, but like, it's a party, you know? Um, well, that's not the case. <laughs> so unfortunately I, I felt bad. I had asked them to come thinking, you know, but basically, you know, they're kind of like, I felt, you know, we work on soap. So it kind of felt like they were like being extras in the back. It's not like I really got <laughs> to hang out with them very much. So, um, because it was just so much about, you know, um, the cast members. So I didn't really even get to talk to them. So I felt bad and we laugh about it now. Um, and so it wasn't like a party with my friends where we're actually like partying. I mean, it was, but it was just like, so cast heavy where they, you know, they really just wanted like the cast interacting. And so everybody else was kind of in the back. And so I just had kind of felt guilty that I'd asked them to come and, and but they liked it because they liked to see how it worked. So we had to laugh about it after, but I won't be inviting them to any party going forward because <laughs> I felt really bad. It's like a work function. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so one thing we noticed, there's a lot of hugging at the beginning of like each scene. Like it's like you didn't see these people for maybe an hour and there's some <laughs> hugs. Um, if we played the drinking game every time you all hugged, how drunk do you oh, think that, we'd be? Oh, is that the- funny? I didn't even notice. <laughs> um, we do really do that. So I guess that's why I don't notice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ultimately, is there more hugging at the Days set or at the Oppenheim group? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I feel like I'd say at the Oppenheim group, just because at Days we're constantly running um, back and forth and we we love each other and we're saying hi, but it's like, you know, everyone's working and trying to remember the lines and got 50 things going on. And at the Oppenheim, it's like, you know, when you see somebody, it's like, I don't know, you can tell you're on, you can tell you're on the ice if, if you don't hug. <laughs> <laughs> at days, it doesn't mean you're on the ice. It's just, it's just a, Hey, how are you? You know, it's all, it's all good. 
Um, well, something that came out of the show is really your openness in discussing, you know, that you had lived in poverty growing up and really discussing, you know, you were the smelly girl at school, as you phrased it. You know, were you at all trepidatious about sharing that? Uh, for sure. I mean, this is a story that for so long I tried. You know, you, you have a million different reasons and excuses as to, you know, to answer away why those things were happening when I was little. So to kind of openly stop lying about things and to and to be honest about it, it's not the most comfortable thing to do. But I also think that there's power in being able to do that because I think that it can kind of inspire and help the people that are still in that place. Um, so I just had to kind of get over myself because I know intelligently that it's for the greater good. So I, I still kind of sweat when I talk about it because um, it's, you know, it's just like a, it, it's not like something that like, unlike what Davina said on the show, it's not something that happened for like a week. It was a, an ongoing, um, long, treacherous struggle that we just had growing up. And it's part of my story now. And I think in owning it, I can do a lot of good. Chriselle, I was very upset with Davina when she said that because I feel very <laughs> protective of you. I was like, uh-uh. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was really shocking like, to actually see them anyone react that way as though you would use it as, you know, like For such a casual votes or thing, whatever. Right? Yeah, no, yeah, because no, no. you actually have to like put your ego aside to even be able to talk about it and know that it's for the greater good. So it's not a comfortable thing to do. So for her, for that critique, it was, it was kind of one of those, okay, moments. <laughs> no, no hug for Davina, I say. No, yes, <laughs> so exactly. were you nervous at all about how you would be portrayed, what kind of like, quote unquote, edit you would be given by the producers or by Netflix? And did you have any control over that? For sure. I mean, I think that was my major concern in signing up for the show is that, you know, I'm so used to controlling everything that goes out as far as, you know, when you're acting, you're playing a character. And when I share on Instagram or Twitter, you know, I'm one of those people that, you know, I used to be like, you know, miss photo approval, you know, where it's like, so to go from something where it's like just a silly, friendly environment and like asking for photo approval before people post stuff to like just literally being in front of a camera and they're going to post whatever they want on national, not even that, like 190 countries (laughs) on Netflix was a bit of a leap. Um, But I really trusted Adam DeVello is the creator of the Hills and Laguna Beach. And he went out of his way to constantly make me feel like he was going to take care of me and um, made me feel like he was, you know, grateful that I was there. And I just really felt like I trusted him and I was in good hands and he did exactly what he said he was going to do. So, um, even though it wasn't a trusted model in the beginning, so I was a little, well, I was actually very nervous about it. Um, I'm glad I just trusted him and trusted the process and I'm happy with it. Well, obviously we are really excited about the idea that there could be a season two. So fingers crossed over here. Um, (laughs) Now you are also back filming at Days and you're currently airing as well. Um, You know, Jordan is very different this time around. Uh, What has it been like for you to play her? Well, yeah, she's very different this time. Um, I think... You know, I got to say, you know, I, I have somebody that grew up wanting to be in soaps her whole life. I mean, that was truly my dream. Um, and to, to have it come so full circle and have gotten to play all these different characters. And this one, even though it's the same character, it's so different. It's kind of one of those boxes I get to check off the list. I mean, who, if you've ever wanted to be on a soap, didn't want to play crazy on a soap? I mean, <laughs> just saying. That is really like the most fun thing ever. Um, so I just have had such a blast with it. And of course I, I love the first, um, you know, incarnation of Jordan as well. And as long as they 
you know, I liked when they showed the scar and they kind of went into, I really loved when they went into her backstory so we can at least validate where this is all coming from. Cause then you're given the freedom to just like have fun and, and play around as long as you root it in something that explains it, I feel like. So I just kind of embraced it and I, I, um, I love it, but yeah, they're, they're, they couldn't be more different than the first time Jordan was on the, on the Salem grounds. Well, uh, Justin tweeting while watching your return was oh, hilarious. Ho- totally. How funny is that? Oh, my God. That was the funniest thing. And I wasn't even with him or there. I had no idea what was going on. I was at dinner with my friends. And I was like, wait, what is going on? It was so funny. Yeah. And congratulations, Performer of the Week for, uh, you know, Jordan oh, Scenes. Loved thank that. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That was so sweet. Thank you. It was excellent. Um. Now, uh, that is not the only project you have coming out. You also have a Lifetime movie called Stage Killer. Yeah. Um, now, this was written by Lindsay, Justin's ex-wife, and Jason yep. Shane Scott. So, uh, uh-huh. you know, first tell us, I mean, I imagine you got involved through that, but how did you get involved in it? And clearly you have a good relationship. With well, I have to it. be honest. I know it's it's actually strange, but to be honest, when they sell those scripts, um, I feel like, you know, for the most part, their hands are out of it. And this came to me as an offer. And then... Um, when I realized that, of course, I reached out to her and, you know, we talked about it. But in fact, oddly enough, that's actually not why I got involved. It just came to me after they after um, the company bought the script from them and then it goes wherever, you know, and they made an offer to me not knowing. I actually had to call – it was actually me that informed them of the coincidence because um, they obviously saw the last name, but they didn't, they didn't even know that. So um, it's just a funny thing. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, Justin and Lindsay share a daughter, Isabella. So we're constantly uh, seeing each other and in contact. We have a great relationship, and it's kind of kind of nice, you know, keep it all – you know, I'm, I'm happy for her that the script, I obviously liked it. And then it was kind of um, kismet and funny that um, it got offered to me uh, completely aside from that. And um, I'm excited just because, you know, it, she's – the last time I was in a Lifetime movie, I was playing like the the friend sidekick, and unfortunately, she met her demise pretty early. Oh, sorry to hear uh, that. Yeah. So this one was just a, a real challenge and fun just because I got to really have the full arc of the story and, you know, the character, it, she goes all over the place, but... um. But it's fun. It was fun to, to get to um, take it from beginning to end and really kind of flesh out, you know, just the inner workings of being the lead as opposed to just kind of coming in and being able to, like, have fun and just be the sidekick. It's a lot more work, but it's, all, it's also a lot more satisfying when you when you have that on your shoulders. Do you ever find yourself, like, having to juggle showings with rehearsals and fittings and all the other things that go into your oh, girl? <laughs> That's a yes. Yes. Um, yeah, because it just, it got so crazy. Like for those months I was filming all of that at the same time, selling sunset. So I was in escrows and then I also got that offer for the lifetime movie and I didn't really want to pass it up. So it wasn't ideal timing, but I had to go to New York and film that. And while I was there filming it, I was still on the phone during my lunch break, like scheduling inspections and working with the appraisers and talking to the lenders and all that kind of stuff. So um, and then right when I got back, I had to report back today. So it was just, um, I definitely had my hands full. I don't recommend it. Um, but it, when it rains, it pours. So I'm just grateful for the opportunity and I, I can't really pick and choose when they come. So I just have to like be ready to, you know, go to work when they show up. Mm-hmm. So when you're out and about, um, showings have, has anyone ever recognized you as an actress? 
Yeah, actually, it happens. It happens quite a bit. Um, it's funny. It's and and it's nice. It actually it helps me to be honest, because people instantly, if they recognize me from one of the shows, there's something about them feeling like they know me a little bit that makes them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And um, so it actually has helped me in business. So <laughs> I thought it might be weird, but it actually has been really helpful and nice. I would buy a condo from Amanda Dillon. <gasps> Thank you, Marla. I appreciate that. Well, speaking of Amanda, when you look back on your time on All My Children, what stands out to you? Um, just like a, a storyline or in, with the cast or how yeah, do you Yeah, per, per personally, it was your first, you know, big television break. Yeah, I would say, you know, All My Children to me was like a family. So the vibe was just like family because especially for me, it, it felt like, you know, you go to high school, you make a bond with those people. You go to college, you have a bond with those people. This was like, just like that. It was almost like when we all left, it was like graduating some kind of a, a feeling like a college type thing. And it, I just felt like, you know, I, when I moved to New York, I didn't know anyone. So these people became like my only friends and family for a long time. Cause you know, we're working all the time. So they're the only people I saw and they're the only people I knew. So, um, that, that when I, if I had to give one word for that show, I would just say family. Mm-hmm. To this day, I've I was texting with people just today, like several people from the cast who are friends, and um, I love them so much. When you're out, what would you say you're most recognized for now? You know, that's interesting. So, if you'd asked me this a week ago, <laughs> I would have said um, it's normally a tie between All My Children or Days of Our Lives a, a week ago. And the weirdest thing has happened, the show Selling Sunset has blown up and become so crazy that every time I go somewhere lately, it's Selling Sunset. And that's only within the last week. So a week ago, my answer would have been different than today. <laughs> Are they getting more calls at the uh, agency because of the show? Yeah. I mean, we're getting inundated. The problem is, is that you have to then sort through what's just people calling because they want to see if we're really there or see if, you know, they're just like fans of the show and they want to give their feedback or they want an answer to a question. Um, so it's a little hard to sort through who's the, you know, the real people. I feel like the, uh, but yes, it's definitely made an impact. I mean, people are coming in, they want to take pictures. They, it's, it's very funny. Um, well, tell us about married life. How are things going? Oh, things are good. He's actually in Canada filming a movie right now. And I'm going to take a, yeah, I know he's so, he's so great and he's busy and, He's having fun with it. So I'm going to take a, we're going to have a little rendezvous. I I have a long weekend, so I'm going to go out and visit him. It's good. It's, we're excited for each other. He's literally the most supportive husband. He's so happy for me because he remembers when I would just be going to open houses and just sitting for hours and nothing would come of it. It was such a waste of time. And I was saying no to like these fun opportunities of what he was up to on a Sunday, but it was like, I was trying to really try and get my business off the ground just because in my head, I, I thought it would pay off eventually. Like, I didn't like an acting where you're not really in charge of your schedule or when you work. And so I was just trying to build my own business of like having as something to fall back on. And of course he's so sweet and nice. And he's, he's always said like, you don't have to do any of that, but I, but that's just not me. Like I, I've always been very driven and ambitious. And so he supported me from day one, even when I was like at this really weird company and a, and a, a weird cubicle. And I would sit these terrible open houses. And so to, to, for him to see, where it's come and now to just see the houses that I'm selling, he, he couldn't be more proud. So I would say married life is, 
as best as it's ever been just because we're not to be cheesy, but I feel like we're both living our both our best life and we're just so supportive of each other and we're just getting a kick out of, oh my God, I can't believe this is actually all happening. <laughs> we're like dopey grinning we and are. smiling at yeah. each other. So no, that's so sweet. Aww. It's not cheesy. Okay. Yeah, well, I exactly. always, I always feel, but I always feel like I get it if people like roll their eyes and they're like, "Oh God!" But it's, <laughs> I, it is what it is. I don't know what to say. Like, I'm just well, so happy. Chrishell, you have earned it because, as you shaded who you were with when you were 25 on the show, you haven't always been treated right. So we're happy to see that you are. Thank you very much. That is funny. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I, I laughed out loud for sure. <laughs> Very, very oh, cute. God. Um, Thank you. So you, you, you guys are like speaking of you know fun things he does on Sundays. You're always somewhere amazing and on red carpets and just going to such cool things. Like who was like the top most amazing celebrity encounter that you've had? Uh, oh, on one of these that's red carpets. A good question. Um, you know what? I'm gonna say pink because um, I had I was just so excited. We Justin was presenting at the American Music Awards and. Pink was performing, so I knew she was going to be there. And I just, like, randomly, like, put it out on Twitter that, like, oh, my God, it would be so amazing to to be able to, like, meet her and say hi. And she, the power of Twitter, got it so that she saw my tweet, which I almost died. And then when she, I see her coming up, she walks up to Justin. I was a little further back. And she, she's like, where's your wife? I want to say hi. I almost passed out. I, I like, <laughs> and then I accidentally, it's like such an idiot. I mean, it's so funny. I meet all these huge celebrities all the time. And something about actors don't do it as much to me. Maybe because instead of getting fangirlish, I just like respect their work because I feel like we're in the same field. But with singers and performers like Beyonce and Pink, I feel like it's different. I feel like I get giddy and like I couldn't control myself so anyways I would say pink because when she came over she said hi I acted like a total moron I don't even know what I said it was ridiculous but she was great well thank you so much for joining us you can I'm sure hear our enthusiasm for everything that's going on you guys are the best I'm just so excited I was talking to you both I that's so funny I you know you never know who you're gonna be chatting with so like Steph and Mara my ladies totally all right we feel the same way thank you so much for your time and let's do it again soon yeah and congrats congrats on everything yes congratulations thank you guys so much I appreciate it thank you have a great day bye you too Bye. bye Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Chriselle Hartley for being our guest. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Please pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.